0: This is Flo, my friend. I'm Jesus Sierra Crespo. And today my guest is Kim Griffin, who is an American linguist. She is currently the Academic Director of Applied Languages at Uni Atlantico University, Great. which is a private institution here in northern Spain. Kim, welcome to Flo, my friend.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Kim, do we really need to learn languages? I mean, very soon <laughs> technology will allow us to override the need for, to learn languages, right? Or it is heaven. this is this vision too futuristic and far-fetched, maybe?
1: No, no, not at all. No, um, it's uh, first. I, w- I would return the question to you. Is it is it necessary for us to communicate, and to be able to communicate, we need languages, and to yeah. be able to communicate with many many people and across different areas and so on, we need different languages. Yeah. And communication is still very a very human human activity yeah. and it cannot be automated as far as i'm concerned they're getting very close i have to admit they're getting very close and it's it's a little bit scary about how, <laughs> how close they're getting but yeah. it's still there's still there's still too much um flexibility in, in communication yeah. and uh, improvisation and um well just just not it's just not an automatic thing it's not yeah. something that you can automate so,
0: so you don't see it yet coming right not yet not yet not yet. No. How should we tackle the learning process of a, lang- of a new language? Let's say I want to learn, I don't know, Dutch. Okay. Like, should I learn first, like, the most commonly used words, like the thousand words uh, system or no. something like that? Should I learn, like, <laughs> sentences and phrases and, and by heart? Okay. Should I tackle the grammar? What should I do?
1: Hmm. Oh, I, I could talk for years about methodology <laughs> because there there are as many metho- as many different methodologies as yeah. there are teachers of foreign languages yeah. to begin with, and f- for me personally, yeah. um, my I have three answers for that question: okay. immersion, immersion, immersion. All right. That's that's to me. Um, you can learn languages in many different ways. You can you can memorize lists of vocabularies and then use them, which is the thousand word uh, concept, or, yeah. let's say. Yeah. Um, or you can study grammar and then use the grammar. You there, there's all different ways that yeah. you can do it. But f- in my opinion, to really truly learn a language, yep. you need to be immersed in the not only the culture, but just surrounded by people and, and okay. forced to use the language as much as possible in as many situations as possible. Right. Immersion then.
0: Immersion. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the key. That's the key, <laughs> I mean, do you think people put too much emphasis on, um, like, certificates and accreditations and all, all those things to prove their proficiency in languages?
1: Well, it doesn't prove pr- 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 proficiency at all. That's what it, I mean. Like, yeah. especially
0: in places like Spain, France, like hmm. Italy, where students obsess about these things, hmm. but then lack the very basic communication skills, right?
1: Right. Well, assessment is uh, is the big um question let's let's say right now yeah. it's uh, everyone is trying to come up with different different ways of assessing linguistic proficiency okay and no one has found the the final answer yet there are many many different different certificates and exams and yeah. so on but h- you know how how do you get to the true um uh let's see the the true meaning of communication um, right. you know g- you you can give a vocabulary test you can give a grammar test you can give supposedly communi- communicative test, but yeah. still you might find yourself, you, you may get a, a, you may place a, as a C2 on, on a test and you could still end up in a situation where you're at a loss for words yeah. because you haven't experienced that information or that, that ex- situation before. Yeah. You're missing the vocabulary. You, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, and it, it it's really a difficult thing to assess communication.
0: Yeah. It happens so often that, huh? That people can communicate. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah.
1: It, it does. And it, it, it happens in your first language.
0: Yeah, of course. So, yeah.
1: you know, even more so in a, in a second language. Yeah. And giving a piece of paper that says that you are a C1 uh, level in English mm. or an A1 or whatever, a A2 level in, in German. It's one way of... Yeah saying more or less what you know and what you don't know, but it says more about what you don't know than than about what Hmm. you do know, which is too complicated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kim, for decades, they kept saying that Spanish would become the second official language in the U.S. Hmm. Well, not only this hasn't happened and it doesn't look like it's going to happen in the near future, but I mean, Spanish is not widely spoken in the U.S., I mean, despite the huge shift in demographics, right? Mm. What do you think that is?
1: Well, first of all, it can't be the second official language because there's no first official language. No, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's to begin with. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Okay. It, it, you know, supposedly is, is going to practically take over yeah. uh, the English language as far as to number English, of speakers. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, uh, no, it, it, it hasn't happened because there's still a very strong feeling of identity of American, North American, U.S. identity no. that is wrapped up in the English language. Around English. And so yeah. as long as there's that, that nationalist, um, I don't know really whether to call it nationalist, but that, that cultural identity mm-hmm. that's reflected in the language, okay. in the, the English language, Spanish will always come in second mm-hmm. but it is a it's a big second and even though I think sometimes the statistics don't reveal the true um, nature of what this, of the importance of the Spanish language in, right. in, in the United States yeah. because first of all um, they, they mostly measure the uh, number of Spanish speakers as a first as a first language or bilingual would okay. say Spanish speakers but there is an enormous population of Speakers of Spanish as a second language yes. in the United States, and mm-hmm. that's increasing, and it will I continue know. to increase. You can tell by the number of of students who sp- who study Spanish, students mm-hmm. who study abroad to study to, to to who travel abroad to study yeah. Spanish, and and that's that's increasing, and mm-hmm. and will continue to do so.
0: Mm-hmm. More and more people are learning are uh, learning languages mm-hmm. today more than ever before, right. right? But the I mean, especially English, Spanish. Mm-hmm. But the quality in which those languages are <laughs> being spoken, mm-hmm. I mean, is declining substantially. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, on the quantity over quality debate or mm-hmm. the width over depth analysis. Right. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, well, it, there are some people that ask whether English, for example, English, which is they're now calling the global language yeah. uh, or global English, whether that's yeah. going to follow the same. Um, the same trajectory as Latin did in its day, mm-hmm. you know, where it becomes so
0: yeah.
1: um, fragmented that nobody understands the original Latin anymore, and then you have to go to uh, La Rioja and, and, <laughs> and write notes in, in the yeah. margins in, <laughs> in yeah. the monastery. Yeah. But um, and and there, there is a big question about that: is th- who does the English language belong to now? There's no there's no Royal Academy of the English language to control, let's say, how it how it um, how it develops, let's yeah. say, how it evolves, yeah. um, yet um, there are, you're, you're right, there's a, a growing number of English speakers who do not speak it well, or who do mm. not write it well, I, I, we always say speak, but I mean, yeah. we, we mean use, speak, uh, right? speak, write, listen, mm. read, <laughs> and, um, but it's kind of a there's there's kind of a collective uh, increase of english language users there most of them are users who are very conscious of the fact that they don't use it well and they want to improve yeah. so so you have kind of this this big you know ball of, of english speakers that, yeah. that want to improve and that try to improve and try to use it as well as, as well as they mm. can and and of course there's a huge industry of teaching English as a second language Mm -hmm. so uh, it's I don't think that it's that the quality is decreasing it's just that there are more people jumping on the ship that you know I don't necessarily have have all of the knowledge that they Mm -hmm. need but but it's uh you know I don't see it as a negative thing I just Mm -hmm. I just see it as a as a a growing tendency to use the language more and more and more and hopefully as as well as possible
0: (laughs) for the younger generation out there, do you think that learning Mandarin Chinese is worth the investment in time, effort, (laughs) money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, we see more and more people learning Mandarin Chinese because they see the rising economic power of China. Mm -hmm. But you don't need to speak Chinese to do business in China. I mean, Mm -hmm. most business people in China speak already Facebook English. So, why bother? (laughs) Yeah. So why bother learning Facebook Chinese?
1: well <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's a it's true everyone is is you know again jumping on a ship you know, jumping yeah. on the on this 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 big uh, oh, tendency to, yeah. to learn Chinese um, there are many high schools private high schools particularly in the United States for example that yep. have eliminated French and created Chinese programs which has absolutely horrified a lot of people because yeah. you know to eliminate French is is, is, is a big big decision. Yeah. Do we need it? My, I guess my answer would be uh, it's best to learn as many languages as possible um, according to the number of speakers in the world who speak that language. Yeah. And if that's our cri- criteria, then we better start learning Chinese. Yeah. Um, do we need it to conduct business in China? We need something, either English or Spanish or yeah. Chinese. Uh, and and they say, you know, it's... It, you you can do business in another language in a different country, mm-hmm. but you can't really do business in another language in another country. In yeah. other words, if, if, you, if you can do business in their language, you're, yep. you're going to do better business than, than in sure. a different language. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would say need, need, maybe not just yet, yeah. but it's not a bad idea. And, and my recommendation is combine English, Spanish, and, Ch- and Chinese. If you can learn mm-hmm. those three languages,
0: you're set. You're set. You have <laughs> all the
1: doors open to you.
0: You are very passionate about languages. Yes. Uh, Kim. <laughs> how was the process of you falling in love with languages? How, how <laughs> I did don't you know. come, I, I d- how did it like, <laughs> like
1: a, s- a student a of mine said the other day at, at, uh, at Uni Atlantico, he said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a language freak. She <laughs> says, I don't know how I got to be that way, but I'm a language freak. And she's not even a language <laughs> applied languages a she's in psychology. So. a yeah. um, I, I, started learning languages when i was 14 unfortunately in my high school that was the first year you could learn language i had signed up for latin okay. but there were only two of us who signed up for latin so they didn't they, they eliminated <laughs> the program unfortunately yeah. and so i went to spanish like i could have gone to French, it doesn't mm. matter. Um, and I, I can remember the first week of class, and my eyes just opened right up. And I, I can remember saying to myself, my 14-year-old self, this is what I want to do with my life. It was vocation. I, I can't... You, you know. found your passion I did, sooner. very early, and, and, yeah. and that's that's kind of unusual. So yeah, And sort of, you know, as the... Of course, my, my first idea was to teach spanish in a high school in the united states okay. i never dreamed of going abroad and it just never occurred to me no yeah. i know knew no one with a passport no one in my family had ever gone abroad i mean not even traveled out abroad. of the question huh? so yeah. yeah well it just you know i come from a small town and yeah. you know middle class uh, typical u.s mm-hmm. city and and nobody did that kind of thing yeah but I, it just kind of you know kept the languages just kind of kept pulling me along hmm. until I ended up in Spain. <laughs> so, but but it, the passion was just because I, I was just mm. very interested in, in using you know different language to communicate different mm. ideas.
0: As you said, you, you've been involved with languages all your life, mm-hmm. all, your, all of your career, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. What does it take to be good at teaching languages?
1: <sighs> it takes um, a true understanding of what language means in society, Okay. It takes a true understanding of how people um, use language to get along, how people use language to uh, transmit culture, how people mm-hmm. use language to do business, to do politics. In other words, how I- I- you really, you really need to be sensitive to uh, how languages um, co- connect people and connect ideas and transmit ideas. Mm. And if you if, if you understand that, that's that's where the passion comes from to yeah. begin with. I mean, language is, is the most um, powerful human trait and characteristic hmm. and capability that exists. You know, there is okay. no other one that is powerful, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And um, once you understand that and once you get passionate about that, that also helps you um, understand how to teach it and how to okay. transmit it because... Okay. Um, it A lot of people love teaching languages, but not a lot of people understand the the true nature of Mm. helping someone acquire a whole new persona in Mm. another language.
0: Mm. Coming back to the previous question, because um, you come from New York State, right? A small town in New Mm -hmm. York State. Right. How did you end up in Spain?
1: Um, (laughs) Well... (laughs) My, my parents are still asking me that question yep. <laughs> they uh when i went to college i went to college in another small town in, in upstate new york yeah. and um just one one day we received a bulletin in the in in our in our little mailboxes advertising programs abroad study abroad okay. and again i had ne- it had never occurred to me even though i i had planned on teaching spanish but i never thought about going to a spanish speaking country to learn it really okay. well and um Plus, I had just gotten a new job, so I had money to, to burn, let's say. <laughs> <That> and <helped. laughs> so I, I signed up and, and came for a summer program <clears throat> to Madrid, a seven-week program. And uh, it was just, from the moment the plane hit, hit you know, Barajas, yeah. I was, I, 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 it was just fascinating. Everything was fascinating. The, rest, and, is and it was <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. It was the best summer of my life. Yeah. And I met so many people. Mm -hmm. And I'm still friends with those people today. That was, you know, that was in 1975. (laughs) So, that was a long time ago.
0: (laughs) What would you do in other life if you weren't able to be a linguist?
1: Mm. Well, uh... What would you do? Let's see. I've had a couple of different, you know, sort of attempts at different different things. One is I'm also passionate about horses. Horses. And I would have loved to have been an equestrian, uh, a true equestrian who would, you know, win prizes and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the closest I got was uh, I decided a few years ago to raise horses, raise Spanish, purebred Spanish horses. That's good. And uh, yeah, it's good except that the market fell out of the. That's yeah, true. <laughs> the bottom fell out of the bad market, and, and that was bad timing. Yeah. You, you, all of my my business uh, sort of <laughs> incursions have been bad timing. But uh, so, but I would have I would have enjoyed that. Mm. I also came very close to being a professional ballet dance classical ballet dancer. Wow. So, I d- mm. spent a summer at, um, with the New York City Ballet, and that was another that was another passion. Well, wow. but <laughs> Spain crossed right across <laughs> right across those dreams. <laughs>
0: what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received Kim could be anything I mean <laughs> <Okay>. business <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. professional uh, well
1: the, the best piece of advice advice that I received uh, I didn't follow which was to combine mm-hmm. learning about business and learning Spanish at the same time mm-hmm. but at that time I wasn't interested at all in in business so mm-hmm. I didn't do that but I I should have it would have been a good thing mm-hmm. um, I also also ha- uh, advice mm, uh, more on a personal level and and I think that that is that has helped me also adapt to all different types of cultures and languages okay and that is to um, treat people as you would like them to treat you mm. and Very good believe it or not that's w- when you're when you're crossing cultures mm-hmm. and crossing languages that comes in handy a lot because you don't you don't you you avoid judging people and you avoid judging things and deciding oh this is good this is bad the food is good the food is bad hmm. you know I'm not going to try that that looks horrible <laughs> I, it seems strange to connect those yeah. two ideas but it, but it, it it is true that you you back away from being very judgmental um, because you don't want people to be judgmental of you and and so that trans hmm. you know it tr- transfers to other different hmm. different areas and then I guess. The <laughs> I always remember remember (laughs) the advice that uh, one of my bosses had once when we were traveling abroad. He said, "The three the three um, rules of good diplomacy, which to me were really good advice. Which are never lie, Mm -hmm. never tell the whole truth. (laughs) That's good. And never pass up the chance to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best. That's the best advice that has been." Very good for me all along (laughs) with all my travels throughout the world.
0: (laughs) Kim, when you hear the word successful, Mm -hmm. who's the first person that comes to mind?
1: Person. I don't know. I think probably persons. Um, Well, there's so many different ways of being successful. Uh, You know, you can be successful monetarily. I would think... I know so the for first, the first person that comes to mind here in Canada is Boti. Okay? Yeah, okay, and and I've actually met him. I, I've, you know, mm. when in, in at a certain point in my life, uh, there are people who are successful um, with their careers, mm-hmm. for example, and I've known a lot of people that were very successful with yeah. their careers, and and you can be successful with being happy, mm? Mm. and and again, you know, it, that's that's kind of an an up and down thing, yeah. you know. So, I, I, I guess I wouldn't say, I, I can't think of like one single one person, person or mm-hmm. even a group of people, but I, th- I think of different people who have been happy in those different mm-hmm. areas, you know, either because they've made money and they're happy about it, or because they've been, you know, successful in their careers, or mm-hmm. because they've been happy, or because they've been, I don't know, okay. I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Has there been a book or a film or a, I don't know a documentary that has mm-hmm. impacted your life or the way you see life? El Quijote. El Quijote. Okay. I d-
1: it, it may sound a bit of a cliche, but, I mean, I read, I read it in old Spanish and, and because of a course that I took, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. And, and that has been, oh, that's just so universal and it so, it has so many lessons to it and so many funny things and so <laughs> many serious things that, that I would read it again and again. Films, um, I like particularly, I get, again, can't think of you know one in particular, but I like films that combine humor, with us the serious side of life mm. so or that use humor to get to you you know to get to, to those serious issues <laughs> yeah. right yeah. and documentaries anything that has to do with um making making the planet a better place to live that it always impacts me whether it's um you know environmental in nature or whether it's documenting uh, to tell you the truth documentaries that that document truth that you know, bring out sort of mm. documentaries made by muckrakers. Muckrakers, we muckrakers are you know people who, who who kind of you know bring out the truth behind what mm. is apparent and and okay. show you show you what's really going on mm. when you, we don't always see that. And no. those are the kind of documentaries that
0: impact me. Mm. Mm. And finally, Kim, if you could <laughs> pick up the phone mm-hmm. and have a short conversation with a twenty-year-old Kim, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. what would you tell him?
1: Um, yes, it's a great idea to go and live in Spain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What else? Because at 20, (laughs) I was trying to decide, shall I go back? Shall I stay here? Okay. And, um, I would also say, um, well, those, again, cliche things, you know, follow your, follow your passions, even though it might not make you all the, all as much money or as much, uh, (laughs) you know, or, or lead you where you would like it, like it to go, but follow what you... Do, do what you want to do, um, you know, do what you want to do, m- make yourself, um, well, put yourself in a, in, a, in a situation where you can become who you really want to be. Uh-huh. So look for the circumstances that that will help you, help lead you to where you want to be and who you want to be, especially who you want to be. Because fortunately, you know, I was born in circumstances that, that allowed me to do that. Not mm-hmm. everyone has that luxury. No. Um, And I don't mean monetarily, I mean, you know, the type of parents and the type of um, freedom within Mm. which I I was born and and raised and and educated. And fortunately, that allowed me to do, you know, what I would have told myself to do (laughs) at that time, which is to Uh evolve in in a way that makes you happy.
0: Kim, thank you very much for coming over. It's been a great pleasure to have you on the show and I wish the best. Nice conversation. Thank you very much. Good luck. See you. Thank you.